Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is Beyond the Mountains of Madness, and this is episode 24. It was written by Janice Hill and Charles Angen, along with others who are listed in the credits. Our GM for this campaign is Sean Little, and Mick Swan will be kicking the recap. GM and the players are ready. Let's begin our journey into the darkness. Mick? Thanks, Tom. Two men lay dead because of me. Perhaps not even dead. Maybe something far, far worse. I swore an oath to myself. I promised that I would never let men die on my watch again, and yet, in that place, that dark tower, I delivered Maya and Priestly into the clutches of those monstrous things. What are my regrets worth? If I had to make that choice again, I would do the same. I could do nothing else. There was too much at stake. Once I had seen the inner workings of that insane contraption, understood its purpose and glimpsed the abomination it held in place, their fates were effectively sealed. I'm only thankful that it was two strangers and that the sacrifices were not taken from among those men I have come to call my friends. I am marked now, forever tainted by my own dishonor. There is no coming back after this, whether or not the others realize what I did, and I suspect they do know. I am a pariah now, in my own mind, if nothing else. I cannot be among men any longer. I must cast myself out where I can do no harm. We are surrounded by madness here. Our aeroplane has been stolen and we were transported back to the city by the madman Halpern, a pitiful wreck of a man jumping at his own shadow. Having weighed up our own options, we elected to pursue the Germans. The only thing that matters now is to stop news of this place getting out. No one must come here. The price is too great to pay. Should they release that thing, then God help us all. No, no one must come here again. I fear Brixton's mind has begun to unravel. He murdered Halperin in cold blood without even a moment's regard. We're all falling apart at the seams. Somehow, by some means, I must persuade them. They must understand that this place should be left alone. But how can I tell the others? How can I explain to them what this is without telling them what I did? I'm doomed. Ruined. But I must go on. We must see this thing through. Whatever the price, this must be done. Thank you, Mick. That's great. Well, you're circling the base camp. You've seen someone's waving you down. You do not see the, uh, the missing aircraft but you see lots of death and destruction. Well, I wouldn't say death. You see implications of death. Fire, ruin, crushed tents, hastily put back together, rifts in the ground. Generally, you see the, uh, the leftovers of, of, of a camp uh, following earthquakes, whatever. 
you you only can assume that it's based it's it's related to what you've already experienced on the other side of the mountains look i say our only chance is for us to catch the germans to stop the germans from getting back once they get to the ship we will have no recourse. We will be stuck here and we will have no way to stop the information from getting out. If I land at the lake camp, I don't know that I'll be able to pull back up again. Even if I can, we will have lost valuable time and they will make, have made it ahead of us. It's obvious that they're possessed or something. Do you really want this information to fall into the German hands now do you have enough gas not to land i have enough gas to get us to look we were told the general area where those fuel dumps were not to mention if they land there we'll see them in a broad expanse of nothing but white we will see the fuel dumps we can land at the fuel dump and refuel. My big problem is this this plane is not equipped with armaments. The only way that we can stop them is to shoot them on the ground. There's no way I could shoot them from the air. They're going to spread this illness, if you will, this virus, this whatever you want to call it. They're going to spread it to our world. We have to stop them, I agree. <clears throat> Are we... I, I don't think it's quite as fatalistic as what you're saying. Um, they can't get back to, uh, you know the general population uh at the very most they could get to their ship but we have a ship too and we have radios um we could have them declared as a quarantine and have them uh, nobody will let them land the problem that you have with that your fault in that logic is they're not going back to they're not going back to america they're going to germany well, the Germans wouldn't let them land with diseases anyway. It's not that. It's not like the Germans won't talk to us. But they'll they'll hit land in South America or Australia or somewhere long before they. they we're we're they speculating have, they have on something. That we don't, they okay. they, they, we don't even know that there's anything like that going on here. My let me question ask you, is if my question is is if we fly the plane over to the cache. What are we going to do? Let me ask I, you one question. If I land this plane at Lights Camp, we have one doctor on board. What is he going to be able to do for that entire group down there? We can't do anything else but that. We can't, we can't do anything to help those people. They're safe as they can be right now. The earthquake is over. There's nothing we're going to be able to do to save them from what they're going through. 
I want to know. Why I don't think we should land. It. Like, if there's a risk, if we land and we can't take off again, I don't think we should. You're you're going to go looking for a cache that we really don't know where it is. We we want us to get lucky, which is what you're hoping for. And then by the time we land, they could have already taken off and left. So I'm not sure what we can do. I don't, I don't think you understand what's at stake here. When I don't think any of us understand <laughs> what what is at stake. When we are imagining that they're possessed by some sort of creature, but we don't know that. Well, I know. I know this sounds far fetched, but when we were in the tower, when when I, I don't even know how to explain it. When when I looked into that thing, I I I saw things. I know what they're doing. There, there's there's something far far worse than those well, elder things or the or the, or the shoggoths. There's something under that tower, and the tower keeps it imprisoned there. And they're when trying to repair the Lexington, it, well, seemingly, I mean, it, it it seems doomed to failure one day. But I know that when the Lexington woman removed um, Starkweather's head it disrupted the whole thing she very nearly released the thing that's under there and I, I I glimpsed it not clearly just the, 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 the faintest impression of what it is under there and and if, if that thing gets out it's the end of everything so you're concerned. We can't let anyone go back there. We just can't let anyone go back there. It's too important. It, it just it, we have to leave this place alone. Well, Captain Sogan, I'm I'm far more willing to to listen to what you're saying. I do believe you were in communication with it, and I sort of glimpsed when I touched the plant, that there was some sort of a, I don't know, some sort of an intelligence that was there. You you came in far more and you know, contacted. So you're saying that there's something buried there, and the Elder Things and the Shoggoths are trying desperately to make sure that it's maintained there. And you don't want any more exploration groups going there you saw you saw what happened when lexington went in there her first yes instinct was to remove one of one of the heads from the wall i uh, very nearly I, was very nearly collapsed the machine it's what she shouldn't we, we, we were yeah. seconds away from disaster so sugden what do you think we should do should we go and try to stop these two just to keep the the, the information I think we, we have to stop them. We have to stop the information getting out. And I think we'd be very well served at this moment to take an inventory of our sure. weapons and ammunition because we have to do any, everything possible to put an end to this. I'm not sure that we can. The outside world's, already, the outside world's already aware of what we're doing here. 
hell, they're aware of half of the things that we've discovered already. Maybe it's the other direction that we need to go. Maybe my original idea of finding a way to cooperate with these things, if they're trying to keep something safe, then we should claim it as our own and post guards around it and not let anybody destroy it. Wasting time. Before you are I'm still circling. Time. <laughs> well, I, I will assume that some of this conversation is happening before you arrive at the lake camp because you've had a lot right. of time in the, in the aircraft as well. Um, just to jump in, you have enough fuel to go another 400 miles. Um, assuming, you know, like the, just based on the fuel you took with you and refueling before you left. You, uh, The aircraft, you know that the... Um, the Germans most likely had enough fuel to travel about 200 miles more than the lake camp. Just rough estimation, Nigel will be able to throw together quickly. There was no fuel at the lake camp that you can see because the fuel dump area appears to be no longer existing. Well, then you've got a choice of flying, flying for however long that fuel lasts or half the, half the length of that fuel before you got to get back here. So how how many hours would that be that he can fly around before we have to come back? 200? I'm sorry, two hours? No, not, we, not in a we, plane we, of that age. Go. I couldn't fly 100 miles an hour. More like four it's or a, five hours. It's a big ship. It's a big airplane, though. You don't think they went 100 miles an hour? No. 100 miles an hour? My car can go 100 miles an hour. Your car's a modern piece of equipment. Well, I'm not saying that it's a jet. Obviously, it's an airplane. How, how fast regular airplanes go? And it's go? fully loaded. Well, anyways, you can fly for half the time that it takes. And then you've got to come back. And then you don't have any fuel. So it's risky. You're saying come back, come back where? To the to lake camp. Where else would we go? The boat. Nigel, can you do a, a quick idea roll? Is there any fuel at the at the boat? Yes. Uh where's idea? Um yeah, barely, though barely. That's enough. You're glancing around and even though the fuel dumps are gone. The ruined Junkers aircraft still has fuel in its wings. Well, I can milk out enough fuel. Here's the thing is I can milk out enough fuel to get back up to the city to get our people from the city. But we ain't leaving past that. We won't be able to make this journey again without a, res a, a resource of fuel. So if we don't find the fuel dump anyway, then we're trapped here. Till the next expedition. Yeah, that means we die. We don't have enough food to feed people. I'm sorry, Dr. Lindenbrook, but the consensus is that everybody agrees with me but you, so we're, we're going. I haven't heard that. Does everybody agree with him? Who agrees with me? I'm afraid I, 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 I have do. to agree with him. 
that wasn't a clear enough answer. <laughs> Elmer, do you agree with me? I stepped away for a second. Did I miss anything? Where are we going? To chase down the Germans. Okay. Do you agree yes. with that we should need to chase down the Germans? Yes. Roger. And if that means that if we can't find any fuel, we die. We're dead if we don't. Not necessarily. If I only have 400 miles worth of fuel, I can't get back to the other camp anyway. The fuel that's left there is enough to probably go up to the top of the city, get our people down from there, and then we're stuck back at Lake Camp. Do we have enough fuel to get to the boat? You do not have enough fuel to get to the boat. Unless you remove the fuel from the uh, Junk Junkers aircraft and perhaps the other... The, um, no, I'm sorry, that's it. Yes. You, you still, you'll be able to top up. Uh, if you got rid of, if you unloaded uh, some people, perhaps, or person, it would it would actually lighten the aircraft. And Yonkers plane, the one you're talking about, is at the lake camp. Yes, it's been damaged in the the upheaval of the ground. It's been knocked to its side, one wing tip in the tip in the air. Can't fly right now, okay. but uh, it would have fuel in its wings. Okay. Percentage-wise, Nigel, do you know where that fuel cache is? I have a good idea. I'm confident that I can find it. Um, the, the option, Doctor Hawks. Sorry, if Doctor Hawks, could you do an idea roll? Yeah. Pass. Okay, you, you did hear some German persons talking uh, when you before you left. Uh, you you made a little bit of bit of a rapport with some of them, and uh, you feel that if you were to land the aircraft, you might be able to get some more information because you know that you could you were on friendly terms with a couple of the fellows that had come in to see you for some minor frostbite issues, and they might be able to help direct you. Just a thought you have that maybe you could talk to some of them and get some get some direction. Okay, so that's if we land now. If right? you were to land, yes. And yeah. I may not be able to get back up if I land. Yeah. No, I told Nigel that. I know I'm kind of tossed on this. Why, why, wouldn't you be able, why wouldn't you be able to get back up if you land? The earthquake caused fissures all over the place. Look at the state of the camp. That was done by the earthquake. Well, what makes you think that if you land out there that you're going to be able to get back up in the air? Farther away from the epicenter. I, I think you make a lot of assumptions that we don't have any idea about. But Okay. You didn't like it when I made assumptions about science and what these things were. You're the scientist. I'm the pilot. This is what I was brought on board for. I'm just trying to weigh what the best thing to do is. So what are you, what are you suggesting, Lindenbrook? We land at Lake Camp right now? I'm suggesting that we figure out what the hell we're going to do before we decide to do something that might destroy well, I mean, us I'm all. asking you what's your opinion. What, what do you want to do? I don't know. I want to be convinced. 
of going after the Germans? Yeah, honest to God, I think that if we just get on our ship, uh, if we get on our ship oh, two weeks from now, we could still stop the Germans. We would just radio over and say, don't let that ship land. They're quarantined. They wouldn't be home by then. But they don't have... How do you think that this would work? <clears throat> if you, an American, called a German or Russian or even one of our allies and said the ship is quarantined, do you think that they would believe you without evidence? Or do you think that they would immediately go for what they could get? Do you think they would risk infection? They're not idiots. I'm going to say it's in-game, but if you want to answer out-of-game, that's fine. Okay. This whole this whole infection thing, that was our creation, wasn't it? We made that up, didn't we? Well, that's just what we're calling the possession or whatever you want to call it. That's what I mean. We, we made that whole thing up, right? They don't, they're not it, really infected. We're couching it in scientific. We don't know. We They may be perfectly within their right minds, and what's-his-name might be the banana. We don't know anything. That's the whole point. Uh, I know. Okay, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. There's no infection. That's what I'm trying to. I'm just. I'm. Well, we don't know that there's not an infection. If there are no evidence of any infection. Well, we've seen people act suddenly insane. Maybe yeah. there is an infection, and we don't know about it. Okay. It's after simple. all the, after all you've witnessed was Sugden and everything else, though. What have I witnessed with Sugden other than he was little Under nuts? the control. He was under the control. We don't know what he was under. You're 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 jumping to conclusions. We uh, as you said, I'm a scientist. I have to go I've, by the I've, facts. I've, I've not by the assumption. I've told you what I saw. That's all I, I do believe know. I do believe Sugden was in contact with something. We have evidence from the murals that the things are telepathic. All right. Land the plane. Well, now you're just giving up. No, I'm not. <laughs> we're going to top off and we're going to leave again. You won't be on the plane. That you sounds the, like a good idea. You want to the camp? You think you could do good in a camp? Then do you'll, whatever you you'll can. You'll show me. No, it's not about revenge. I'm just saying this. I don't see it. there's anything that we could do down there. But if you think that there is, I'm I'll go top off and then we'll down. put you down in the camp where you want to be. I'm not being vengeful. I, 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 I you know, it's silly. I want to know why we're doing what we're doing. Because well, if, when we land the plane, do you know what? I'll try to, what I'm going to try to to talk to a couple contacts with the Germans. Let's try to do that. Fuel up and get the hell out of here. Look, your chances will be better if you let us off. You'll have less weight on the plane. Okay. Land the plane. All right. Um, could someone... Uh, well, you might as well do it, Nigel. Could you make a polar survival skill or a uh, spot hidden, whatever, whichever you have? If you well, don't I've have got, that, just a pilot skill. I've got survival. Whichever you choose. Uh, I got survival, uh, Arctic weather, because I took all those no, classes. Whichever you choose. Ooh, yeah, that's a real good roll. Not okay. 
not critical, but uh, it is half. Okay. Um, someone else has to act as a sort of co-pilot and zip up to the front window to assist. So if someone else could choose to make a roll as well, spot hidden or polar survival or, well, pilot, which you don't have probably. Well, I've, I've got um, a pretty good polar survival and navigation, which... Could, okay, whichever yeah. you choose. Okay. Uh, well, I'll go for um, polar survival because that's the highest. And I've got a 26, so I would have passed any of them. Great. Okay. Working in conjunction, you are able to land the aircraft. It's a little bit bumpy. Uh, you are able to uh, tag team one another to, to see like a more appropriate place to land, and you do get, get on the ground safely. How uh, bad is the runway? Uh, you've actually had to use just an area of, of ground. Um, the runway itself did have some rifts through it, but uh, because of the wind, it, it, it's, it's some areas are fairly clear and flat anyways, so the runway wasn't necessary. Made, made for a bumpy, bumpy landing, but it was okay. No All right, damage. get out and immediately start getting the no gas from the other planes, topping them off. Okay, the, the minute you, you open your door, I mean, you guys are wanting to stretch your legs and such. Samuel Winslow, you, you know him, he's one of the glaciologists from the Starkweather expedition, comes running over. He says, hey, hey, I, I thought you guys, you'd be the Lexington and Bearmeister people. Twitch, you're in the bell. Yeah, they the stole my plane. They stole my plane. Get out. That's amazing. Um, you, you should have seen what happened here. There was earthquakes. There was fire. There was. It, he gives you the time, and it roughly translates to exactly when the construct, uh, the things were happening at the tower, rather. Well, I got a doctor for um, you. We, we we could certainly use some some assistance. Uh, we we've got most things under wraps right now. But we could certainly use some help. It was just a fire blew out the generator enclosure, um, whipped across to other tents. Fuel tents were knocked down by the quake. Um, some people received some burns. The dogs went mad howling, and they're gone. Um, only a few returned. Well, let's see what we can do. Uh, there's a three. Do, do, do you have uh, a warm, a warm spot, a warm place here? Yes. Get Gregory. Yeah, we have some tents ready. Get Gregory in so he's nice and warm and cared for at least. Watch great, him. Great, thank you. And, um, yeah, we'll do that. Um, uh, the German radio man's dead, Stoltz. Um, he seemed to have died from a fall that, that the very first fell into a crevasse. Uh, the other two are Americans, um, one of our, some of our fellow Starkweather people. They were in the cave when the cave entrance collapsed. Uh, there's twenty. We got twenty people left. So, I mean, obviously we can't all fit in the aircraft, but, but definitely we need to get out of here at some point soon. Well, we uh, we need to get together what food we have. We need to conserve. We need to. Uh, we've still got people up up in the mountains. Um, and we've got we've got a oh we've got a terrible security thing. There's they're going to have to take the airplane and go and see if they can stop these. Uh, it's a long story. I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. Well, we've got plenty of food. The food was not damaged. We still have enough food to, to for all of us. We've estimated two months worth. All right. So we're good for food. We're going to need weapons. So take and what you need. Load up what you need. Any big, All right. anything, well, you'll have any to tell kind us of, what you need. 
mean, is there any kind of big guns in this camp? Uh, uh, a bar, fifty caliber. Probably not. Why we we prepare with shotguns. I mean, based on what yeah. we're going to be finding here. Uh, shotgun won't do us any good. Shotguns, no. rifles. Generally, it's just. You got rifles. Mm -hmm. Rifles and shotguns. Rifles and um, and ammunition. Then. Yeah. Well, there's. If you need fuel to top up, there are two cans of fuel we've identified down by the. Uh, the cave entrance, and that's that's all we've identified right now. Get that, get it from the planes, top off, get people working on that to top off our engines. Yep. Now, the, most of the people are in the, there's a few tents put together. They're working together, putting, you know, building the tents back together. So there's a certainly room for Gregory. Is there any Germans left in this camp? There aren't. He says, he honestly says, We've been working with them. They're very friendly people. A few of them want to move back to the States with us. They, they're they very, very uh, genuine people. They're very, very good science uh, science crew to, that they brought I need to them. talk to the highest-ranking German in this camp. Well, um, there's a fellow, Johann Benecki. He's right. an engineer with the German team. Yeah. He's, he, he operates a snow and ice roller coaster. He's a perfect guy to speak to. He knows he's very friendly and very helpful. And he, he waves him. You can see him. He waves him. He says, Here, he'll, he'll come right over and help you out. Find out where those caches are. That's a good idea. He should have right. the coordinates for them. Uh, so um, what does... Uh, what is everybody going to, to do? That's, I guess, my question. So what I'm going to go with him to talk to the Germans. Also, I'm going to ask if there's anybody that he needs me to take a look at that might be hurt. Or... Yeah, there yeah were, he said there was says. injured people there. Please help the injured. Yeah. You know, you go talk to them. I'll go take a look at these people. Because well, I, um... I hate to put stress on you, but you're probably the only doctor in this camp right now. Yeah, I'll like do, do all I can to help uh, load up the uh, the couple of cans of fuel. Mm -hmm. Well, you can certainly. I mean, it's going to take a, a little bit of time, but not not too long. Half a dozen rifles, a couple of boxes of ammunition as well. <clears throat> we got any dynamite? All right. Um, Benecki comes over though. He sees. He says, "What can I help you with?" He says, "Can I have any of my people help you, people? What What do you need to do? What I, I'd certainly like to hear what happened." You know, you any of my people. A long story. Look, before before anybody, your people, your hold on, people. Hold on, Gary. Hold on, real quick. I need to check something with um, the GM. Yeah, we we've been out of radio contact with our late camp base here, right? That's true. Yes. Okay. So so nobody except us and the two Germans in that other plane know what happened up in there, up in the past, right? That's correct. Okay. Thanks. Go ahead, Jerry. Sorry. All right. Um, I just explained to him that there is some things that you guys don't know and be thankful that you don't know, but there is something going on. We have to stop that other plane from getting back because it could mean the end of the entire world. That's the way that's world, bad, people. What are you talking about? He laughs. He says, well, the other aircraft came. They circled. 
two loops, very slow, and then went off. He generally points in a general direction. I guess you would call it. But south, they headed due south. That's not a general, that's pretty direct. South, they headed south. Okay, and is that in the direction that the caches are in? Do you say cache? Yeah, I asked specifically where that cache is. I want oh, coordinates. I I've been there. I, I, I can. Do you have room on your aircraft? I can direct you right there. Yeah, put him in the plane. Well, excellent. I, I, I want to see what happened to my people. I mean, this is this is very. He explains that you know he was he's not an explorer. He was brought here because he was paid to be here. But he enjoys it. He's a he's a he likes people. He likes adventures and new things. But uh, this was not his first choice. But he certainly he was brought. He was here for money. And if something's gone wrong, he wants to know what's gone wrong, and he he wants to help out. So, okay, yeah. put him on the plane. Shoot him later. That's <laughs> 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 no, serious. Just put him on the plane. I'm sorry. Um. Well, let me get my things. He runs off to get his things. He's big. Heavy set, strong guy. You, you've seen him around. He he operates a lot of the snow removal equipment as well. He's one of the people that mechanically inclined knows how to fix things. Do I have enough fuel to get to the cache, and if need be, turn around and come back up and get our people off the city because they're too weak. They've been up there for too long, and their oxygen is. It, we were almost out of oxygen anyway. They're not going to be able to climb down the side of the mountain the pass um so he comes back and he gives you a description of where uh the cache is because he says oh you need to see this this gives you a better indication of where things are to date south magnetic pole there's this there's the cache that you your team put together earlier uh somewhere over here is where the i can't show you because there's other things you can't see um that's the pass. There's the tower. The city of the elder things was along there. Lakes camp is where you are currently. The cache is right there. So you you do. He knows how to get there. It's it's actually due south of Holy where you are. Crap. Damn. That's there a is huge su map. sufficient. <laughs> there's sufficient fuel to. Uh, to load up and and there's food and other things he says he he, he helped uh, he helped load it. Well, we could probably throw in some extra gallon uh, canisters of gas to get us up because we need to get our people off the top of the mountain. Well, it took you an hour to get from Dyer's Pass to the camp, so based on this, you know you're about an hour away. It would have taken you about twice that if you had to zigzag back and forth to find it. So having him along certainly will help. Damn. Okay. Lindenbrook was right. I hate it when that pompous ass is right. Uh, uh, my, my ears are burning. Did somebody <laughs> say my name? Rub them. It could be frostbite. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, no. <laughs> You're still a pompous ass. <laughs> but I'm one too. So let's get going.
So, All right, so who's staying and who's going? <laughs> Nick is I, going with me. I'm the staying. German, the German is going with me. Elmer, yes, no. Yes, Elmer's please. going with me. I was going to say, it looks like I'm going to be staying at these uh, at these people. Do yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't afford to take you, Roger. I mean, you're too important yeah. to injure yeah, no, people. No. We're also going to see, see who they have. Who they have. You know what? Work out one thing at a time. As long as you've got your fuel now, and so yeah, they need you. Did you say that the you said the radio was destroyed? Yes. So there's like no way to fix it. It's destroyed. It's destroyed. Hey, maybe you can go find that radio thing we found in the in the uh, Bay Area. Figure something out. Yeah. Do an idea roll. Well, we're gonna try. Who? To find some way. To, well, we're staying. You're going. We're uh, Greg and I. I mean, uh, uh, Doctor Hawk and I. We're gonna take care of the people, but we're also going to see if we can find some way of contacting the ship. Maybe the radio in the other in the other airplane. That's what I was going to say. You could, if you ran an idea. So you, t the two doctors are staying, but Elmer, Nigel, and Captain Sugden are going with the German. Yes. Nope. All right. All right. You're loaded up, and uh, you can go. So you, uh, with with uh, with with Johann Benecki, of course, he brings a rifle. He says, "Never know what we're going to find out here. Who knows?" So he's. Uh, you set to go. You head off. You, you leave the camp approximately, uh, let's say it's uh, 6 a.m. Uh, 6 a.m. is when you arrived. So you're off by about 7. You have a very quick turnaround, uh, dumping things off, loading up fuel, and you're gone. And uh, you head due south. And the flight is, you'll have to make a pilot roll to take off, please, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Critical. It'd be horrible if you rolled one hundred or something right now. The whole team dies. Don't say that. I've done that before. <laughs> I wouldn't cry. If you use all your luck. <laughs> you would you'd you'd spend the rest of your days stuck. at Lake Camp. Hey, you'd be spend the rest of your life at Lake Camp. The wings fell off. <laughs> Call clunk. All right, so uh, it's a it's it's a pretty standard flight. There's nothing exciting about the flight. There's not he, he it's very straightforward, very um, easy flying. You you you're heading south, and uh, within about an hour, you uh, you do actually see the Weddell off to the right. Oh. I guess it'd be a starboard side. You see the Weddell um, sitting in the middle of a field of snow. It's just like in the middle of the plains, just sitting on the ground. Is that where the cache is? No. Uh, Johan says, he says, that's, you know, we're, we're off by, we're off by a, a ways. And you don't see anything around it. There's no um, there's no signs of uh, boxes or tents or anything like that that would typically uh, indicate a cache. Can I land safely? Um, yes, you can try. It's it's not uh, it's it's fairly flat. The wind. It's not bad weather or anything like that. 
I got to risk it. I got to land. Can you do a flyby? See if we can. Yeah, well, let's do a flyby. See if there's anybody around. Like buzz them real low. Maybe we can see inside the plane. All right, you get close. Um, as you're as you're getting close, you you see that uh, someone do a spot hidden. Actually, anybody can do a spot hidden staring at the windows. Thirty-eight. Yeah, I got it. Fifteen. Forty-eight out of fifty. So. All right, you see. You see footsteps. Well, between between you all, you see footsteps heading in direction of south, the south direction of where towards the cache would be. And the German fellow says, "You see, I see they they must have, have ran out of fuel. Look at look at the the the, the, the bouncing in the snow. They must have ran out of fuel and they walked off towards the cache." No, I say we press on towards the cache. Should we see there, or perhaps we'll get there before them if we keep an eye out? But here's the question: If we fly over them, they're gonna know. They're gonna suspect that we're there before them. Should we kind of take an alternate route so that we're not flying directly over them? I don't think it matters. Whatever happens, they've got to get to that cache if they want to get that. Yeah, you're right. They're gonna they're gonna freeze to death. They still are human bodies, so they're gonna freeze to death. All right, go to the cache. What What if we land and disable the plane? We're going to need that plane. That's what I mean. Disable it. Like, pull the battery or pull a, an important piece of the engine or something that we can reattach later for us. I don't know. It might just... I don't know. I mean, I suppose it wouldn't take that long to do that. If they're on foot, they're not making that much distance. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I have a... I have a... I don't want to say this in front of the GM. <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. What if, what if they get there, they grab what they need, and then they torch the rest, knowing that we're chasing them? Well, but then they're on foot still. I mean, you know, they'd have to walk back to the plane. They're on yeah. foot. Right. You know, I mean, I could fly over it and just run them down, basically. I could run them down to the ground, land right on top of them. Almost, and you know, and then we could get out and chase them down the rest of the way. I mean, that's right. not that's not the issue. Um, we just got to catch them. We just got to catch. Having, them. having walked that distance as well, I mean, they're not going to be in great condition for fighting. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yep. Sorry. So yeah, let's just go to the cache and land at the cache and be prepared for them. Okay. Boop 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 boop. You're hearing messages on your radio. It's kind of staticky. You'll have to adjust. All right. You adjust. It's all in German, and it's being repeated multiple times. What are the, what what are they saying? It's in German. We have a German with us. Oh, we got to give him the radio. You got him the headset. He can't hear. Give it. him the headset. He says, "Oh, oh, okay, just a moment." He says, "I'll, I'll translate for you." He says, "Uh, SOS." It's not Russian. SOS. <laughs> BFES, SOS, BFES, they're repeating that over and over. Oh, at cash, latitude 78D13S, uh, LON, longitude uh, 108D44 East, Meyer dead, Rooker hurt, send medical help, Bauman. And he's repeating it again. Right, I've, I've got an idea. 
Um, Nigel. Yes. What if we, um, using your plan before of coming in from a different direction, what if we fly out and come in from the east so that from the ground, we're just going to be a plane coming in from we're the direction. We're a German plane. We're, we're, coming a German in from the plane. we're coming in from the direction of their, their camp. Not only that, we got a German on here telling that he can meet him on the ground. Good idea. We take a we take a course that keeps us away from them and circle back around to land at the cache so that we're coming from the opposite direction of Lake Camp. Like where their area is, their ships and stuff. Sean frozen. No, I'm just sitting oh, here. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'll try that next time. Waiting for you all to say something. That's right. Didn't you hear us what we just said? I thought you were just discussing it. Okay, if uh, that's I, I, yeah, that's I'm our plan. We're gonna, the moment we hit the we're gonna fly around and come in from the opposite direction. Okay. Yeah, come in. I think that they're from the east, aren't they? The east or the well, southeast? You're heading due south to get to them. So you're heading towards the south, so actual true south pole. West. You'd have to and go west, then south, then and back. Through the east. All right. We've got so the fuel. What, so what you're coming at them. What time? What time of day is it now? It's about. It's 8 a.m. right now. That's when the it's, radio transmission was. Okay. So uh, we're going to be coming in from the east. We'll have the sun behind us. That's good, tactically. And we are in a German plane. Yes, German plane coming in from the east. Land a little way from the cache. We'll have the sun behind us. They won't be able to clearly see who we are. You're not in a German plane. Yes, we are. You're in they the took our... No, we're, we're oh. in the Lexington plane, aren't we? Oh, yeah. okay. I'm just thinking if we come in with the sun behind us, then they're not going to be able to perhaps clearly identify the plane we're in. Well, they won't really have a choice, will they? They'll have to come into camp or freeze to death one. Either way, it works for us. Hmm. At night, out on the Arctic tundra, yeah, I don't think they're going to survive. Even, even if they put up a fight, I mean, you know, how how much of a fight can you put up when you, when your only cover is a fuel cache? Do we do we need that fuel? Yes, we do. Okay. All right. Okay, so you're make flying it, out it around, coming in from the east. Uh, you do your your math properly, and uh, after about an hour, because you have to do some looping, actually about an hour and a half. Um, but before that time comes, like uh, before you actually get to them, at nine o'clock, there's another broadcast. So I assume you're just giving the uh, yeah. headphone headset to the German. 
he says, oh, okay, uh, I missed the first, but it's the same, uh, same longitude. I missed the first little bit. Uh, they're saying white weather, this site, visibility zero, just picked up. Advise no landing attempt. Soon we'll send when weather clears, sign of earthquake. Fire at Foothill Camp, one aircraft down, one damaged. Casualties unknown, no radio contact with camp. Dr. Meyer, Americans killed by flying creatures in large city. Ruin on far side of mountains. Rooker wounded. Please hurry. We do not want to die out here. Bauman. And about 20 minutes later, you have, uh, you're coming, you can see the cache ahead of you. It's pretty small. Tent, some materials on pallets off to the side. Wait, so that radio transmission was coming from the plane? No, from them. From They've them. got a radio with them, obviously. They have a radio. Like a portable, you mean? At the cache. Oh. At the cache, there's a tent and a radio. Okay. Well, the news is out. No proof, though. Delusions of a madman. Yeah. Um. Damn, how are we going to handle this? Okay, land. All right. Um, make us make a roll because the weather's picking up and it's a little difficult. Ooh, once again, I made it. Not by much, but I did make it. All right. Very low, rough landing. Um, uh, no damage to. Uh, no damage to the aircraft, but you're going to have to, you, you kind of skew a bit and it's a little rough. You're going to have to re-straighten. Uh, but you know that based on the wind, you can't take off again right now. The wind is really picking up right now. The crosswinds would prevent a, another takeoff. Uh, you pull in. Uh, how close do you get to the cache before you stop the aircraft? I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't want to be right up on the cache. Um, Far enough away that we're safe if there's an explosion. Okay. All right. Um, you 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 land. Uh, the ground is is is. I mean, it's it's better suited for aircraft than the train near the other aircraft was. Uh, the surface is smooth as you get closer to the the, the cache area, and um, the men in tent are joyful. They come out there yelling and waving their hands. They're so happy to see you. They're running up. They're running up to the aircraft. They are not armed. You do notice this right away. Okay. Question: Are these the men that we're looking for, or are this people that were already at the cache before we got there? Well, they don't have the. You know, they don't use the oxygen here, but um, their hoods. Their one of their hoods falls back. And you recognize it's one of the two fellows that uh, the Germans that took the other aircraft, yes. Okay, so these are the people that took mm -hmm. our airplane. Yes. Do they look normal? Well, one of them's been shot. He's not in, he, you know, Halperin shot one of them. But, I mean, they, they've got a tent at the end of the landing area. Um, they got a tube-like entryway, just, you know. They've raised a uh, radio antenna. So they've got a pole up with uh, 20 feet off the ground, wires wires holding it in place, pegged into this into the snow. But the snow is really picking up like crazy. There's three pallets, cargo pallets nearby. Uh, that says Balks Barsmeyer Falcon, Antarctic Expedition, 
on the side and stencils and um, all kinds of footmarks. They've obviously obviously been out and around around the setting things up, but uh, they're not. They weren't expecting you by any means, but they certainly are, are are very excited to see you now that they now that you've arrived. Though one is not in the best of condition. I think it's time we open the door then. Open the door. I'll open the door. I've got my pistol out. I've got mine out. I have mine out. <clears throat> like point, like visibly out. Yes, visibly out. I'm gonna hold mine just. All right. Coat. I'm not pointing it at the guy. I just got it out. <clears throat> okay. Well, um, comes the, the, the German Johan, the German Bernicke, is with you. He's like, "What are you doing? Just, just." These are our, this is my, these are my men. These are my men. This is great. They're Hang alive. They, they might we be infected. To establish what's happened here. It's, uh, we're, we're not intending to do anything. We just, we just need to be cautious. I'm sorry, but we've had a rather unpleasant experience up there and we just need to make sure. I, I hope mm -hmm. you understand. I approached right, well, them. I have no mm -hmm. skills that are going to tell me anything, but mm -hmm. I asked them their names where they're from, just general information to see if they seem cognizant of where they are and who they are and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's about the only thing I could really do. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, make sure they don't seem to be under the influence, I guess. I don't really know how to explain it. Well, Bauman, the pilot, he's walking forward. Very, he says, Rooker, Rooker, because Rooker has come out, but he's kind of not moving away. He's Rooker. It's all right. It's the Americans. They're alive. And Bauman walks up and extends his hand to shake your hand. Would you like to tell us what happened to our plane? Uh, and your pl we had to we had to flee. He said Halpern was crazy. Are you we aware? We had to get back. You were all go we we thought you were all dead. You do realize that stealing that plane out here in international terror in international territory is technically an act of piracy. We assumed you were all dead. Well, yes, well, yes, yes, of course, but we assumed you were dead. Why would you assume we were dead? Well, the, the things that were happening, the earthquakes, the shaking, the fire, the noise, the flashes of light, everything. We 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 just had to get back. We had to leave. So you we had to, we had to steal our plane and leave us there to die. We thought and, you were dead. And speaking of which, why is my plane out there? We ran out of fuel. Okay. It's it's it. We landed safely. He's he's, he's a pilot. He says we landed safely. No damage to the aircraft. I sealed everything up. I blocked the wheels. They wouldn't roll. I tied down the wings with with the the, the wires the wires into the snow into the ice. It very won't good, move very even good, with this wind. I just wanted to make sure that there was no damage to the plane. That it just needed fuel. We've got fuel. No, no, that's not a problem. Look, no, it's, it's good. It's good. Even if you thought that we were all dead, what about the people in the city? Oh, well, I'm sorry. I don't say that. Uh, what about the people at Lakes Camp? Why did you not stop there? There was no fuel there. We th the, th there was no, everything was destroyed. 
we thought it best just to continue on, get to the cache and radio, because when we saw that the radio tower was destroyed, we and they couldn't hear anything we were saying, we knew right away that if we landed, we were wasting time. We had to get away. And Rooker speaks up. This is the geologist who's been shot. He says, I've seen the unknown god. I know what I've seen. I have to get this information out to the world. I have to get it to my people. This is the world will end. We have to we have to prepare Do for this. Do you realize that if you tell anybody, anybody, more people are going to come and they're going to do something that will make the world end. This, this is how we stop the world from ending. We have to fight this. We have to hey. prepare for it. This that won't go away. Hey, Ruka. Mm. Put my, yes, sir. My, my gun back in the holster. Herr Rooker, I, I would speak to you in private, please. I guess, yes, certainly. Okay. He, he says, the tent, the plane, where you, you yes, tell me. Let's, let's, let's return to your tent. First off, before, right. you, before you go, maybe we need to tend to his wounds. I could do a little first aid. I'm not a doctor. I can do a little first aid. Let's keep him from bleeding out on us. He has a bullet in the stomach and his upper left arm. Ouch. Um, yeah. We need to get you back the to our doctor. <laughs> I the bullet in the stomach is deep. Stomach. Uh, that's nothing we could do for him. Well, in that case, I suppose we should get him onto the plane. Take him back to the lake camp. No, no we, have, we have rescue coming. We have rescue is coming. They're on their way from the ship here. won't last long enough. We've got to do something now. They're on their way. They're on their way. They're coming. We, 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 we need to wait here for them. They're going to take us back to the ship. Go and talk to him. We wait. I would like to discuss this matter with you. Please do. Yes. Let's get this yes. plane. Let's get this plane refueled, boys. Okay. I will um, start helping Nigel and the others to refuel. Okay. Um, let's. I'm going to skip back briefly while you guys are thinking about what you're going to do to the to the lake camp. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, Doctor Lindenbrook, Doctor Hawk, uh, you're at the lake camp. People are questioning you and what's happening. Um, everyone mm -hmm. wants to know what's happened and what you've seen. Well, whoever the uh, the top people, mm -hmm. you know, not just the the mechanic, but the <laughs> Yeah. actual people in charge and the other scientists um i i take them in i say so we have to, we have to talk privately and i'll try to explain some of this to you okay and so basically what i tell them is that uh we came here on a scientific expedition and what we found up in the mountains indicates that there was an ancient civilization that was here before us probably much older than the Egyptians. I'm downplaying it. Um, and uh, we have, for this past few days, been exploring their part of their city. And uh, it's very likely that the lake, the lake uh, expedition uh, managed in some way, we don't understand how, to reignite their civilization they're possibly coming back from where they were they're they're regenerating if you will 
and there was some sort of tower. We believe that it's some sort of a mechanism, like, think of it like a giant clock. And over the, the years, it has become damaged. And these things are trying to fix it. And it is imperative that they fix it and that we don't send explorers to fiddle around with it. We almost inadvertently damaged it, which, according to what we understand, may have caused the end of the world. Well, there's so now, a lot of, of, of snickering as well as fear at this. I say, you know, this it sounds ridiculous, but believe me, we are in peril at the moment. And there is something, we believe there is something that is able to infect people. And two members of the German crew became so, so infected and they stole our aircraft. You saw that was the German aircraft that we had. They stole our aircraft and they're trying to make it back to one of the ships and possibly infect everyone on the ship. So the reason why they left is they're trying to stop these two at all costs from getting back. It's some sort of an infection that these people, these ancient people are trying to keep contained here. That's as best as I can explain it. We really don't understand, but believe me, we saw things, technologies, uh, they cover their walls in pictographs that tell the entire story of their civilization. This will be the find of a of the century, but we we have to find a way to cooperate with it, and we've almost ruined everything. It sounds completely insane, but I'm Dr. Lindenbrook. You know me. I'm a doctor. I haven't lost my mind. I'm still all here. Well, they look at Dr. Hawks and they say, is this the way things are? Like... Yes, it is. Uh, Dr. Lindenbrook has explained everything that we have seen. Uh, this stuff is really happening. That's why our, our companions left right away to try to track down uh, the other people, to stop them from getting any further and spreading this. Spreading these, this. these things, they're... I'm, I'm guessing that they're people like us, but they don't look like us. We might call them monsters, but they're not monsters. Their civilization was, it was like uh, ancient Rome or, or Byzantium. It was extremely advanced. So they may look like monsters. They may look completely different than us. And they might well, we've not seen them. More than we understand. These creatures, they, the ones that we dug up, the one, those yes. ones. Yes, yes. They're not, they, they, they have large five-lobed brains. They're intelligent creatures. And, uh, and I think that we need to find a way to cooperate them with them at this point uh, because the consequences, apparently, we don't understand everything yet. They don't understand us. I'm sure they don't understand us. But do either of you have a fast talk or anything like that you could use as part of this? Uh, explanation 
Because you've got Winslow. Winslow is Winslow is listening. The glaciologist. He's certainly. Is he? He's. I really. I really don't because I deal more in uh, conveying information, okay. not not charming yeah. or. Yeah, I could try it. Well, I got five percent in fast talk. Yeah, the same with me. <laughs> Persuade, I got ten percent. Yeah, actually, I do have well, psychology of that if if I can try to explain things a little. I got ten, 10 in psychology. Well, you're among scientists. Yeah. Right. So. Is there anything that we have that we could show them? Did we pick up anything on the way, or I thought you I have had your that. own personal notes. Uh, yeah, I you have I your start, stone. I actually showed them my I showed them my sketchbook with all of the the mural drawings that I've been doing. I'm trying to figure out their language. I show this to them. Oh, well, you have Winslow on side, and he says, "You know, I've the doctors. There's the doctors that were in the." That were working in the cave. They were making notes, and they were taking all kind. They were saying all kinds of strange things that uh, an ancient civilization. It says they. I I I I want to believe everything you're saying. He says, and there's others. There's others in the group. I mean, some are very reluctant. Some of the. Are you talking to Germans as well, or just uh, your own? Yeah, I mean, I'm, try, I'm hoping they're all translating back and forth. I tell them this. I say it's not important that you believe the more what seem far fetched. That's that's not important. Um, all, obviously, the city is up there, and someday we may have a better picture of it. However. What we do, what we're here to tell you is that these two German fellows are infected with something. And that's why they have risked life and limb to go and stop them. Because if they get back to the mainland, who knows what, what horrible things it could have. Uh, the It could be devastation worldwide. It's like a disease. We've already seen little bits of it. People going nuts. So, are you talking to just senior people or anybody that will listen? Just, uh, just, just senior, senior people, because we kind of brought them. Brought them there are there are people in the camp that do what they're told. We're not mm -hmm. talking to them. We're talking about the people who do okay. the telling. <laughs> All right. Well, pe people are milling around, talking to themselves, and wondering what exactly you think they should. They ask what what exactly do you think we should be doing? What they're off doing their thing. Um, Winslow takes you aside, though. Okay. Uh, was it Winslow? Was that his name? Gosh, sorry, I'm getting confused here. Yeah, Samuel Winslow, the glaciologist who met you when you first landed. He okay. takes you aside. He says, I'm, I'm on side with you. I've seen those things. I've seen those creatures. I've read the notes. He says, are you saying this, keeping this information contained? Is that what you're saying? Or are you saying I, we should let this out? I don't think that we're going to be able to contain it. I think that part of it has already gotten out, and it's just going to inspire more people to come here and explore. I think that ultimately what we need to do is find a level ground of cooperation with these people 
so that when other people come here, it's like, yeah, that's that's not our territory. That's their land. You're not allowed to go on that. That would make so instead of contain, you're you're saying we should control the message. Yes. More than contain. Yes. Then we control might have a message. problem. We might have a problem then. Why is that? I did I did say that there was a collapse at the cave. Yes. At the cave. At the cave, however, there was actually there 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 was work happening at the time, and if if people come here to rescue us, and they go to that cave, they're going to find all of the notes that Professor Bryce was taking, and he certainly was one that was um, finding information pointing towards what you've already been saying. Hmm. Cartier and Bryce are missing the cave to retrieve their notes because then we could prevent others from stumbling across that. Hmm. I think that's a good idea. I think that there's, there is very little risk, however, that the only people that would find those notes would be other scientists like us. And they would already be informed that, that this was here. You know, I, like you say, we're control who knows and who doesn't. Um, we can, you know, well, I'll take average, a team of people. Maybe we should go back. Yeah, we should. We should go back. Go. Sorry. I'll, I'll go with okay, you. we should go. We should. That sounds good. That that would be good Hawk, because if, if you know, Doctor Hawk, do you need more help? Any any assistance? I uh, do you know what I can take care of this. All right. Um, how is uh, how is Greg doing? Gregory Coppin is up and around. He is back to his normal self. He's advising people. He's he's very excitable, excited right now. Okay. He seems to think uh, he he permission, but from what he's gathered since he's been more aware, uh, he's certainly more engaging with uh, like he was before. He's talking to everyone, so he's 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 going around seeing what he can do to help people. I imagine he's going to want to know some details. Which, uh, yeah, he has been looking at you waiting. Yeah, I don't know if that's good for his mental health, but <laughs> I forget how far he knew already. He knew some. Oh, he knew of the Shoggoths and he knew of the Elder Things because right. he was down below with you, and that's what set him over the edge. That's right. All right, yeah, I think he could know then. Um, okay. So uh, I will explain that to him later. But uh, for now, mm -hmm. I guess we're going to go and see what we can do at the cave. Okay. I'll assume you're going to run off and do that, and I'll finish up with uh, right. at the other end then. Okay. All right. Back to the cache. Okay. Right. Jerry, make his, or make Nigel, rather. Uh, I'm sorry. Captain Sugden is taking the guy off to talk to him and hopefully patch him up. Somewhat. All right. He's he he's, he brings you into the tent. He says, "Please remove your boots at the door." Of course, and we don't want to track snow in. Uh, there's a there's his a, name. Oh, there's Bauman and Rooker. Not Rooker. Rooker is the not Rooker. Is it Rooker? God, you messed me up. Uh, yes, Bauman is said. the pilot. Yeah, Rooker, Rooker is the guy I'm talking to. Yes, he he's 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 certainly uh, he's listening. He's, he says, please come in. There's a stove in there. You've, you're, you haven't been this warm in ages. There's uh, cots. 
to sit on. There's, there's, they've got coffee on the pot, like water boiling with some, in, some, you know, probably chicory, <laughs> chicory coffee mixture. Uh, he says, please, please, just. Oh, he's in pain. He sits down. He says, I, I don't know how much longer I can stand this. Uh, but the, I've got to get back to my ship. Please understand. We've got to get this information out so people can deal with this. You say you you saw it. Yes. How how did you see it? Flashes. When everything was going down, when we were running away, there were flashes of light and if blue, white, present, past, everything, and then I saw the uns the unknown thing, the god, and I saw this giant mass and I knew it needs to be kept in its place, needs to be controlled. Quite so. I had a similar experience. I uh, I gazed into the the, the machine. I uh, I didn't just see it. I I understood. And I too realized that that thing needs to be kept there. <clears throat> But Heruka, you, you must realize that if this information gets out, if other people find out that thing is there, they will go and they will explore. And if they damage that machine, if they change anything there, it gets out. And if it gets out, everything ceases to be. We will all be doomed. No one can return here. No one can know. It is imperative that no one knows about this. We're German. We aren't like Americans. You're not American. We take the information and we act on the information we don't we wouldn't this is not information we would spread to the world this is information that our government would use we would control this in a quiet way we would find what we needed to be to do and do it what you need to do is to leave this place and never return it's what we oh, all I need. don't plan to return ever oh, yes we I all need to be of the understanding that there is nothing here. There is no reason for anyone to ever return here. To do mm. so would be a, 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 a folly of the worst kind. What do you suggest? I suggest that we we use the uh, the earthquakes, the tremors, to our advantage, and we return to the outside world with a story that the um, geology of the region is fundamentally unsafe and hampered any and all attempts at exploration. That the region is prone to um, catastrophic earthquakes. 
We have to stop them from coming back here. You've seen it. You know what it is. I do. Yes. All it takes is one fool to come here with an expedition. One fool looking to make a name for himself. And everything ends. But if I go back, we go back and we say, there's nothing to see. They won't believe us. Well, you can. Just we can't leave, say there's leave nothing. out the salient points. We say there are two ranges of mountains. Um, and unsafe conditions. It wouldn't be lying to say that it's an incredibly hostile environment. It wouldn't be lying to say that there, there were um, terrifying seismic disturbances. It wouldn't be lying to say that men died. What about those creatures we found? What about the... Are we not going to mention those? Do you think anyone will believe you? All the people at the camp. All those people that have seen those things. And every one of us, every one of us who've seen those things, we will be called a madman when we return. No. Mass hysteria, group delusion, malnutrition. Mm. I just want to so go many. home. I have, I have a job to do. I just want to go home. Do you have a family? Yes, of course. Well, I want you to see your family again. All I need Ugh. from you is your assurance that you will not tell anyone about that tower. Can you imagine what some men, some men in your government would do if they learn of this ancient technology? They'll pick that place apart, and in doing so, they will free that thing. The same is sadly true of my own government. Hmm. Maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe you're right. If but not what do we my, say? If not for my sake, then for the sake of your children, man, for goodness sake. Let your children you grow old. What if those things come out? What if those things fly? They fly. What if they fly to Germany? What if they fly to England? My feeling is that those things are quite happy to be left here. They've been here for millions of years. Hmm. It's best for us that we just leave Maybe. them alone. We have to tell them we saw something. We can't hide everything we've seen. That we just saw snow and rocks and mountains and we're gone for months. And you can't expect everyone in that base, that camp, to say nothing. We tell them no more than the reports that got out with the previous expedition. That there are unusual structures in the mountains which 
may or may not be artificial, difficult to mm. say. It was in uh, our, our studies were indeterminate. Uh, We'll have to just do what, whatever we can do to stop people from coming here. As was done with us by the saboteurs that tried to prevent us from coming here. Hmm. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But you know, I, I just for the sake of the I don't children. I don't think you're going to be able to keep everyone quiet. We might be seen. I don't think the rest of them will. They, they, some will want fame. Some will want their papers published. Some will want money to return because that's what they do. I think. I think. I just want to go home. I have bullets in me. I'm dying. I need to be seen. I need to be seen by a doctor. Oh, um, yes, so while discussing this with him, I'd, I'd like to be sort of performing some basic, mm -hmm. attempt, attempting to perform some basic first aid on him. Sure. Yes, he's so, definitely, uh, the bullet in his shoulder is not an issue. Um, it's in the muscle. It's not, uh, I mean, you're not a surgeon, but you know a surgeon could easily remove it. It's bandaged, easily to bandage, easy, easy to bandage up. The one that's in his stomach is deep in his stomach. And... Um, just given whatever you've ever read from pulp pulp novels or whatever, that he's probably not going to make it very long uh, with this mm. stomach wound. Risk of peritonitis. Mm -hmm. um, well, I shall attempt to patch him up as best I can. My first aid isn't that bad, actually. Okay. Um, make a roll. 84. Now oh, I've killed him. <laughs> I guess you don't have to worry about him talking now. <laughs> you, you can, you, you have this idea to just let him think what he thinks, and everything will be fine in a few on, hours. No. What is this? Where does this bit go? Hang on. What if I tie him off? I'll tie it a bow. Cauterize oh. it. Oh, was this the important? right there. Was this important? <laughs> All right. Well, you, you, you get, he's saying to you that he sees your point. He understands what you're saying. Um, that's it, really. Well, I think he understands. I'm not. I don't want to needlessly murder anyone. I don't think he's going to make it, to be honest with you. I mean, All right, I'm going to return to the plane. Okay. He's, he's laying down the cot. He says, I need to rest. Thank you. Thank you for this discussion and the, the treatment. And he's holding his shoulder and he's, so what are the rest of you, Elmer and Nigel? What are you doing during this? Uh, this well, we were making sure the plane was refueled, getting yeah. the plane, you know, kind of refueled, and um... okay, plane plane is uh, topped up. Do we do we know which one of them flew the plane? Bauman, the one who's not injured. Bauman, okay. Bauman and Hooker. 
Bauman is not injured. Well, I mean, I'm going to try along the lines of what Arthur was doing, you know, and it's like, look, you know, we can't talk about this, you know, I mean, no one can know about what's going on up here because we touched one thing, one thing, and it almost ended the world. Now, I am no scientist. I freely admit that. I'm not a fast talker. I don't have the words to express all that. But if you go back to your countrymen, you know as well as I know. They're going to send more people up there. And like I said, we touched one thing. One thing. And it almost ended the world. Well, what Bauman talking to you, you get from him that he wants to see everyone get off this continent alive. He says, we need to say, we need to, he says, Rooker, he says quietly, Rooker wants to get back to base. He wants to finish his job, his mission, his, he wants to report back. He feels the things that he has seen and it's, it's extremely important to him. Me, I want to see those people that are left back there saved. That's important to me. Your people, my people, American, British, whoever, German. But, but you don't understand. It's not just the people back at that camp. You're talking about the end of the world. Those things up oh, there. Oh, I know. We I know. can't defeat them. I suffered time of terrible, terrible, pure fear. I was in my mind. I was abandoned on the ice in my mind alone for moment, for minutes. I couldn't sense anything but abandonment and total, utter fear. And now it's still there. It's in my head, and I know this. And I, I feel all of my comrades are dead. Everyone is dead. I can't sleep. I can't think. I can't act. I can't. I just. I can fly the plane. That's all I can do. And it. it I want to watch Rooker because he's my friend and he's like the only comrade I have alive. And I sound very Russian right now. And I, this is what I feel. And I, but I want to see people. I don't, I'm not, I'm not bound to the thoughts and fears of him. I am bound to my own, my own sense of duty. Well, but our people are coming to save us. I'll be honest with you. Probably not going to save Rooker. He took a bullet. I do fear for that. Yeah. He took a bullet in the stomach, and we have no doctor here. I have one back at Lake's camp as a good doctor, but you could hold out here and wait for your doctor to get here. We could take you back to Lake's camp and take you to a good doctor. But I can tell you now, him laying on that cot in there. He won't make it. Um, just an aside, you can't take off anywhere right now. <laughs> the storm has picked up. I mean, it's like a total blizzard whiteout right now. Um, well, then they're not going to be able to get here either, though. 
they they so, can get here. Do you? <laughs> the, the, um, we um, they don't have aircraft. We're coming. We're using other means to. They're using other means to come and save us. Can I can I ask Bowman through Johan? What did he tell his base camp at the ship? Did he tell him everything? Um, the only things he says. Well, I mean, you you get from him that what they recounted to the ship was exactly what you heard on the radio. They haven't sent any other messages. They sent that uh, that one that was read to you. The sort of that that uh, Bauman no hmm. Johan. Uh, recounted was that there are Americans killed by flying creatures in the large city, ruined far side of mountains, Rooker wounded. Please hurry. Okay. That's all they've told them. You cannot mention the ruins. Except they already did. Yeah, but there's no real proof of that. And this guy did not go into the tower. So he doesn't know what we know. And I'm saying this in front of him, you know. He goes, he hasn't seen the things that we've seen. Thank God for him. Well, from what you gather right now, Bauman is... He, he's not taking sides. He's seen horrible things, same as you guys, or certain persons have seen. He wants to see people saved and safe. He is sympathetic to what, what you're telling him and what, you, what you're asking him. Rooker is his main concern right now. And the whiteout is ra raging, and it's not getting any better right now. And it is now about 10 a.m. Um, in the morning. Okay, GM, here's a question for you. Sure. What is the current politics of the world? I can't. I'm not up on my wars. There. Are we in the middle of World War One or two? Not. Not one. No. No. So we're in the time between the two, because World War Two happened in 1945. Well, this is when we entered it. When we entered it, right? You know, I'm just like, all right. I'm just trying to figure out what state Germany's in at this point in time, because we wouldn't know anything about him. Oh. oh yeah, you would. I think he's been elected by now, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's what's what, uh, December? December. Uh, Germany has left the League of Nations. The German election of 1933 has happened. Uh, the Nazi Party is well known to exist in Germany. Earlier this year, the, they did many nasty things like book burnings and such. So yeah, you know full well that the the Nazis are they're there. I was more or less talking about, and I guess that there, we don't really have any knowledge of when this all started, but the, the Germans were notorious for seeking out uh, religious and occultish artifacts. That was the thing for them. I mean, they were known for doing that. And I was just wondering if... I think that's more after they came in power. I think that's more um, when they were... That's later. I mean, it's it, it's 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 not it's not fully entrenched right now. They're a political right, party. Right, so I wouldn't know of, about that. Okay, I was just making sure that I wasn't overstepping my bounds. No, I, I don't think so. that um, that that was um, Himmler and Sonderkommando H. Mm, yes, I don't I don't think has been established yet. 
what year did Raiders of the Lost Ark take place? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's an important timeline to everything. That's good question. That's sad. That would come from a movie. <laughs> well, let's see. I, I think Raiders of the Lost Ark took place uh, sometime around the late 30s. Somebody look up Raiders. I'll go look up Hellboy. Uh, anyway, so uh, no wonder we're doomed as a nation. <laughs> None of us, know, all the history we know is <laughs> movies, movie references. <laughs> well, so, to add to that, the whole uh, German collecting occult items is probably extremely exaggerated as well. That's just a good story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter whether it's true or not. If we know it, then it we can act on it, whether it's true or not. But if I don't know it, then I can't act on it. All right. So Raiders Lost Ark took place in nineteen thirty six. Three wait, years from now. Wait till Arthur gets out and to have a little powwow with him and Elmer and see what they want to do. All right. Uh, well, that that can happen now if you want. Um, Arthur, you're you're letting Rooker sleep uh, sleep a bit. It is really crappy out. You guys are standing outside in a whiteout. Well, yeah, but Bauman suggests you all move in and play cards for a while and have some food. We'll be in in a minute. Go in the plane. <laughs> what do you guys want to do? It's a, it's a tough call. I mean, I don't trust that they're not going to talk, but we can't go around shooting everybody. We're going to have to shoot everybody back at the other camp. But these two were there at the tower. They know where the tower's at. The others don't. The others don't know about the tower. Lindenbrook does. Hawk well, does. I, but I'm talking about not our people. I'm talking about their people. Oh. I imagine that after the things that our people have seen, they're not going to want to talk about it. Yeah, I I am really torn. Part of me wants to put a bullet in all three of them right now. <laughs> to to clarify, Johan and Bellman and Rooker. Put a bullet in them. That's not who I thought you meant. <laughs> That's why I clarified. <laughs> put a bullet in them, bring them in the snow, and leave. Yeah. But I don't know what to do with the other plane. Other planes sitting out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, the the they radioed them. I assume they're coming here with like a dog sled team or something. Yeah, but they don't know where the other planes at. Of course, though, the only downside is is if we kill Bauman, that's their only other pilot. I think I could be wrong, but one on the ship though. Yeah, but I'm saying is I have to get everybody from Lakes Camp and the city up top in one doing it back and forth with one plane. That's yeah. going to take a lot of time. Well, Arthur, what do you think? Do you trust these guys not to talk? I don't think Rooker will talk. 
in fact. I don't think Rooker's going to make it. Oh, I don't think he's going to make it. The question is, is what about the others? We're going to let him go? I don't see that we've really got much choice. Put a bullet in him. This really depends on how much you believe that them getting back to the real world, disseminating this information is dangerous. I think it's incredibly dangerous. And I think that um, if we do something about it, we can't ever mention it to anyone. Nope. Fuel dump blew up. We'll rig the fuel dump to blow up. They died in a fire. There won't be enough of them left to find bullet holes. Or we drop them in an icy crevasse. They'll never the only be problem we've, The only problem we've got there is that we've brought Johan here with us. People know that we brought him here. We were attacked. He was killed. That's the only logical thing I can. We have we have to sacrifice everyone for the good of the world. We got here. They were insane in the grip of some sort of mania. They attacked us. Johan went into reason with them. Something happened, perhaps an accident, and the fuel dump blew up. We could even do that without blowing up the fuel dump. We went in to talk to them. They went crazy. They shot at us. Your, uh, whatever his name gets taken out in the process, we take them out in the process. All Germans dead. Then we just got to tell the convincing story that, you know, there was some kind of a virus and they were obviously infected and they tried to attack us. I mean, we already know that What's his name up in the city went crazy. Tried to attack me and wreck the plane. We already know that. So why not them? Our own people don't even have to know. It's 12 o'clock. I'm just giving you the time. It needs to happen before the other group gets here. But if we kill these three guys, what about all the other people? Are we going to sacrifice them too? That's it. What do we do if we, we murder these three men and then the story still gets out? They would have died for no reason toll right if the story gets out then all we're doing is taking in making it easy on them imagine a world with that thing in it hey if you can come up with a better way than hurting anybody i'm all for it but i don't see any way that we're going to stop them from going and telling their nation about what went on i worry about our own people 
Lindbergh's a scientist. He's not going to give it up easy. How many other people there? Myers. So do we just squirrel ourselves away and await the inevitable? Or do we take a stand now? If you guys don't want to hurt them, I fully understand. It's not like I'm gung-ho to hurt anybody. But it's for the betterment of all mankind. Hmm. I need time to think. Can we cut to the other guys? <laughs> yep, I was just going to do that. <laughs> you guys can think. Be quiet. <laughs> okay, Dr. Lindenbrook, uh, you and the others have wandered off to the cave entrance. Yeah. What you find at the cave entrance is quite surprising. It has resulted in all of the equipment that was... Remember, it used to be the, the previous yes. uh, expeditions. Everything's all crushed again. But uh, you are able to get into the area where the uh, where the, the the doctor had been, and you you do actually uh, you're quite surprised they haven't been here yet. Uh, the people at the lake camp, but you do find that the body of the uh, the prime uh, professor was actually is actually at the entranceway, and I'm I'm assuming it's a very small party that you've gone with yeah. to 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 look at this, but you you found notes, you found um, yeah. uh, specimens, there's lots of things in a in a great mess at the entranceway that the, it's almost as if the dog the professor was trying to exit and run away with these things. No doubt, yeah. Poor. Poor, poor doctor. Well, we'll make sure that when when this is, you know, revealed to those who need to know uh, that he gets the credit for it. And it's yeah. a sentiment, but, you know, um, we need to very carefully control how this information gets disseminated. Um, yep. Uh, because there's no other choice. There is no way, any way, that we can stop other people from coming here. We need to be here first and make sure that they just can't trespass. Build a big fence around the damn thing, you know. Hmm. <laughs> Post guards. <laughs> Well, there's 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 a specimen table notebook um, with with some digging and poking around. You and the small group you're with, you you, you actually find the the student Cartier or Carter uh, back a little farther in the cave. Uh, it would actually you, you can see, but you can't get at them. But you're able to retrieve uh, the specimens that were collected, uh, notes, notebooks, uh, descriptions, sketches, uh, tools. Uh, that they were using. Uh, generally, you found you do find that you found everything that you can see within the general area that could potentially downplay uh, future importance of uh, the cave, if you wanted to. 
I'm I'm not sure that that's the correct direction to go. I think that we. I'm just saying that's that's right, that's right. what you find. I understand. Uh, it's just it, it, even control may be impossible of the information, but perhaps you know it's possible to. You know, if the if the information is going to flow, maybe we can restrict the flow in the beginning before it gets out. Because what we found up there, it changes the very structure of what human beings think that they are. You know. Um, but so we take a look. We look around and. Uh, as you say, we collected what we can. I'll, I'll take all these, and uh, let's go back. Okay. Easy enough. You're back at the camp. Um, people are milling around. People are still concerned. They're asking questions. Of of course, like, what did you see? What happened? They're they're still like regular everyday people. It's like it's amazing you survived. Uh, what happened to Bauman? Uh, they, they're asking questions like, what happened to people that are left back at the city? How can we get them? I mean, are, are, are your people going to come back with the aircraft? What are we going I, to do? I, I believe they're coming back with the aircraft, yes. Um, mm. uh, Bauman and uh, Rooker are the two that we, and I explained to them, I think that they're, I mean, I'm sure they're good people, but they were they were infected with something. And I, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure what what needs to be done with them, but if they're if they're mad, if they've gone mad, then they'll probably have to kill them. And I I say that just as a matter oh, of fact. It's a amazing. shame. It's a yeah. shame. But you understand if they've got some sort of a disease. We saw one of our our men when we were there climbed up onto a tower and just leapt off. He'd gone completely stark raving mad. So there is something. Hopefully, it doesn't infect all of us. Is it related to the the altitude? Is it like we don't know? We don't know, and it doesn't seem to be transmitted. At least not in any conventional way that we know. But it is definitely occasionally people just go, and we don't know why. Well. So we, until we know why, we have to be cautious. My gosh. Well. We lost Dr. The, uh, Green. He's one of the ones. What happened who, to Dr. Green? He wandered off somewhere, and we, we were not able to find him. Oh, this is a terror. We never should have come to this place. We never should have come. That's the general consensus among the people right. is we, knew, we never should have come. This is a terrible place. We knew we the risk. We knew it was a dangerous place when we came here. And we hoped there would be no casualties, but it's much more hostile than we ever imagined. It's, it's probably a place that needs to be quarantined so that other people can't get up there. But we have to find a way to do that. Someone yells out from the crowd. But the the one thing we haven't asked, where's Mr. Starkweather? Um, I and it seems to spread among the group. Uh, Starkweather is still up there in the city. We, uh, oh. um, when uh, before we left, uh, these earthquakes were were going on. So we don't really know 
what condition Mr. Sharkweather is. We know more is okay, and we know that Miss Lexington is okay, but uh, unfortunately, we don't have that information. We don't know. Oh, gosh. All right, well, people people are up and down, and, and they're, they're concerned, uh, but generally the, the consensus is everyone is unsure what to think. Right. I tell them that the, the best thing that they can do right now is do their jobs. We're in a survival situation. We have months of food. Um, once the, the ship doesn't hear from us for a while, then they're going to do something. Yes, yes. Well, you're able to, I mean, you're able to calm the, the general population down a bit. You do have some allies among the senior staff, and uh, generally people are just, they're happier that you're here than you're not. So things, the, the, the camp is going back together. People are putting tents up. People are trying to create shelters and deal with the injured and the wounded and, and such. So, uh, yeah, so it's, 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 yeah, it's, 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 it's not a, a horde situation as much as it was when you arrived. Um, but I'm going to jump back to the other group now, right now. Let me, let me uh, add one thing really quick though. Oh, sure. I want, course, I yes, want to explain if there's, if there's somebody in charge of whoever would act as security, you know, I, and I'm not sure that that might just be appointed people at this point, mm -hmm. that we need to carefully examine anyone who comes into this camp before we just let them in the camp. So if somebody comes wandering out of the snow or comes landing in an airplane, we need to examine them first before we let them just walk into the camp. It's a security. It's mm. it's a if there's some sort of an infection. I keep using the term infection, infection so that they yeah. understand how dangerous it could be. It does spread. It does spread. Yeah, that, that actually people people pick up on that, and uh, they do realize. Yes, yes, we're remote. If anyone shows up, they shouldn't just be showing up unless we take a look at them and make sure everything's fine. We do. We don't want to get sick. We don't want to be ill like the others. Right. Okay, that is spreading. That's good. Okay. Yep. It it does. All right. All right, uh, Nigel Elmer, Captain Sugden. What are you we doing? Gonna, are we going to play late, or are we just going to finish up the scene? What do you want to do? We started a little late. I'm 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 able to do whatever you like, whatever cat, whatever. Doctor we have Dan to wait to this. We have to wait till the storm's over. There's the no storm. Yeah, and absolutely, the storm. Uh, the storm rages. And uh, the, it's not a, it's not something you can stop. Uh, there's food. There are places for you to sleep in the tent. There's play, there's room for you to sleep in the in the aircraft as well. The bad weather descends. It's it's whipping. It's just absolutely whiteout situation, and it continues on. Uh, at one o'clock in the afternoon. There's a brief period of watchfulness in camp. I mean, people uh, Rooker sort of wakes up a bit and sits, and he's watching. You know, he's watching out peeking out the window like the window like peeking out the entrance way to the tent where you're all you've all moved into the tent unless you wish to sleep in the aircraft um there's high winds white haze over the area uh absolutely nothing that you can see uh six o'clock rolls around i'm gonna flip forward quite a bit for everyone um uh brooker and bauman are awake they seem to be thinking that this is getting close to the time that rescue should arrive. Um, 
nothing happens yet. Seven o'clock arrives, and you hear a humming in the sky. A, just a low drone. Is this a plane? And even though you're in... Uh, it's slower than an aircraft. It's slower than a plane. And this uh -oh. black shadow, this black, huge, massive shadow passes. You can see it through the whiteout. And there's this triangular point at the front and this long black tube-like shadow above you. And uh, Rooker and Baumer are very excited, very excited. They say, the Zeppelin, the Zeppelin has arrived. The Zeppelin has arrived. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Great. But because of the weather, nothing can happen right now. So it just sort of hangs above you. And it's humming. Its engines are humming. And there, so there's definitely has arrived from the German ship. And it is a, he said the Graf Zeppelin has arrived. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Um, take some time here. Um, we would have probably done this as the storm lightened up and start loading, start loading us a few barrels of, of fuel into the back of the plane. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You can do that at any time. Whatever. Do the mass and figure out what the safe amount that I can carry back to Lakes camp is. Mm-hmm. Well, you can replenish the tanks that you have. Like you can, you can pop, pop fuel, uh, pour fuel into the existing tanks. Will oh. Johan be staying with the the other two? Uh, he says, he says, you, I, I've helped my fellow man. I've helped my comrades. What would you like me to do? Would you, would you, would you guys like me to come back to the camp with you, or would well, you like you, me to uh, prefer to to just rendezvous with with your own crew? We'd we'd completely understand. Probably yes, safer sir. for you there. Hmm. Yes, I'd like to go back to my ship. Yes. Maybe perhaps um, get on the Zeppelin and fly in and rescue the people at Lake Camp because I think that's their next stop. Well. Quick powwow with the guys. You want to just play this out and see where it goes? We've got witnesses now. Yes. Yeah. Did our window right. of opportunity just close on us? Yeah, that would be an act of war. Looks like it did, yes. Do we know now where the Zeppelin's filled with hydrogen stuff? Yeah, they were. Be, it would be, yes. I mean, yeah, but we don't have any. What we need is a really big fire arrow. <laughs> flare gun? Or, well, it's not. I don't think a flare gun, a flare would be high enough. How many people can a Zeppelin carry? Oh, my God. Quite a few, actually. Yeah, it's a fairly large aircraft. They're huge. And I do think that the outsides of them are an aluminum fabric, so mm -hmm. I think shooting them might not actually do mm -hmm. anything. Yeah, the, the Hindenburg, it was static electricity, wasn't it? And then, and yeah, then, that's right. Like, in, in, internal leak. And high winds that, that ripped open the top of the thing, yeah. Well, let's get back. 
because I got to get up to the top of the mountain and get our people back before they run out of oxygen. Keep the stick of dynamite close by there, Arthur. <laughs> I can I can hear your feet crunching in the snow. <laughs> I, I have a plan. Uh-oh. Well, it's uh, you see the Zeppelin hanging above you. They can't do anything. You can't take off. After a little while, it gets closer to 9 o'clock. It, it'd be 9 p.m. The white haze continues. The winds have died. At this point, it's it's not you. You can actually start loading up aircraft. It's it's more ple not pleasant. I mean, you can go outside and do things, but uh, the zeppelin starts parachuting people down. And these are like there's there's some uh, a doctor comes down to deal with with Mr. Rooker, and uh, there's some others, and they say, "Oh, thank you for coming. Thank you for dealing with our people. This is this is excellent. Thank you." We patched and, him up uh, best we could, but we're no, we don't have a doctor on hand. No, no, the, the Rooker is alive. That's all that's important. Bauman uh, says we have to. Get, he's explaining to them we have to get back to Lake Camp to save our people and the others. And uh, so, the, so they're working out a solution to like get him aboard to deal with. We, we really, we really need. Um, if you've got a pilot, we really need someone to take out other plane. The plane that, that uh, these chaps took. But we we need that taken back to our our camp. Well, yes, they have. They have. They have one fellow who knows how to fly. He he says, "Well, the weather picks uh, clear, clears up a bit. I can certainly fly that back." It'll it'll need it'll need fuel as well. All right. We well, they they don't have any fuel they can bring down from the zeppelin, but there's still some we'll, fuel we'll to cash here. Cash, yes. well, Not tons, but they they have enough to get it back. Yes. Now we're all really hoping that Rooker dies. <laughs> Hopefully I did a bad enough job on his first days. <laughs> you could have rubbed some dirt in a band-aid or something. <laughs> Alright, so I will, I will I will assume so you've got a pilot. Pretty, pretty sure that I um that I that I um I've tied a knot in his intestines. <laughs> Definitely a knot in his small intestine. There's probably pimmican. There's probably pimmican in there. It's a sheep shank. <laughs> that, that'll work. So I, I take it you're both aircraft are flying back to Lake Camp then. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, the Zeppelin's staying for a while. They've got some things to do, and they will be heading back to rescue folks at the Lake Camp. That is their plan. And they say, well, this is a rescue operation now. We'll see you there. Very good. All right. And Tom, I think that's, that's probably been two hours there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Our players included Jeff, uh, Jerry Bryant, Greg Malcolm, Mick Swan, Jeff Wilkins, and myself with Sean Little as the Keeper of the Secrets. Our musical intro, Slide of Hand, was composed by James Brett and is used with his permission. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a rich listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Patrons of our show can now enjoy recordings of our pre- and post-game conversations. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account 
just a dollar or two a month will help us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.